0: Chapter nineteen of the Spanish Brothers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox dot org. Recording by Adele de Pignoles. The Spanish Brothers by Deborah Alcock. Chapter nineteen. Truth and Freedom. Man is greater than you thought him. The bondage of long slumber he will break. His just and ancient rights he will reclaim with nero and busiris he will rank the name of philip schiller never before had it fallen to the lot of don juan alvarez to experience such bewilderment as that which his brother's disclosure occasioned him that brother whom he had always regarded as the embodiment of goodness and piety who was rendered illustrious in his eyes by all sorts of academic honors and sanctified by the shadow of the coming priesthood had actually confessed himself to be What he had been taught to hold in deepest, deadliest abomination, a Lutheran heretic. But, on the other hand, from the wise, pious, and in every way unexceptionable manner in which Carlos had spoken, Juan could not help hoping that what, probably through some unaccountable aberration of mind, he himself persisted in siling Lutheranism, might prove in the end some very harmless and orthodox kind of devotion. Perhaps, eventually, his brother might found some new and holy order of monks and friars. Or, even, he was so clever, he might take the lead in a reformation of the church, which there was no use in an honest man denying there was sorely needed. Still, he could not help admitting that the sieur de Ramenay had sometimes expressed himself with nearly as much apparent orthodoxy, and he was undoubtedly a confirmed heretic, a Huguenot. But if the recollection of this man, who for months had been his guest rather than his prisoner, served, from one point of view, to increase his difficulties, from another it helped to clear away the most formidable of them. Don Juan had never been religious, but he had always been hotly orthodox, as became a Castilian gentleman of purest blood, and heir to all the traditions of an ancient house, foremost for generations in the great conflict with the infidel. He had been wont to look upon the Catholic faith, as a thing bound up irrevocably with the knightly honour, the stainless fame, the noble pride of his race, and consequently with all that was dearest to his heart. Heresy he regarded as something unspeakably mean and degrading. It was associated in his mind with Jews and Moors, caitiffs, beggarly fellows, all of them vulgar and unclean, some of them the hereditary enemies of his race. Heretics were Moslems infidels such as my cid delighted in hewing down with his good sword tizona for god and our lady's honour heretics kept the passover with mysterious unhallowed rites into which it would be best not to inquire heretics killed and perhaps ate christian children they spat upon the cross they had to wear ugly yellow sanbenitos at autos de fe and to sum up in all one word they smelled of the fire to give full weight to the last allusion, it must be remembered that in the eyes of Don Juan and his contemporaries, death by fire had no hallowed or ennobling associations to veil its horrors. The burning pile was to him what the cross was to our forefathers, and what the gibbet is to us, only far more disgraceful, as it was not so much his conscience as his honour and his pride that were arrayed against the new faith. But, unconsciously to himself, opposition had been silently undermined by his intercourse with the sieur de ramanay it would probably have been fatal to protestantism with don juan had his first specimen of a protestant been a humble muleteer. fortunately the new opinions had come to him represented by a noble and gallant knight who in open battle or in tilting-field forbore his own advantage who was as careful of his pondeur as any castilian gentleman and scarcely yielded even to himself in all those marks of good breeding which, to say the truth, Don Juan Alvarez de Santillanos y Menaya valued far more than any abstract dogmas of faith. This circumstance produced a willingness on his part to give fair play to his brother's convictions. When Carlos returned to Seville, which he did about a week after the meaning of the chapter, he was overjoyed to find Juan ready to hear all he had to say with patience and candour moreover the young soldier was greatly attracted by the preaching of fray constantino whom he pronounced in language borrowed from the camp a right good camarado using these favourable dispositions to the best advantage carlos repeated to him passages from the new testament and with deep and prayerful earnestness explained and enforced the truths they taught taking care of course not to unnecessarily shock his prejudices And as time passed on, it became every day more and more apparent that Don Juan was receiving the new ideas, and that with far less difficulty and conflicts than Carlos himself had done. For with him the reformed faith had only prejudices, not convictions to contend against. These once broken down, the rest was easy. And then it came to him so naturally to follow the guidance of Carlos in all that pertained to thinking. "'Unmeasured was the joy of the affectionate brother "'when at last he found that he might safely venture "'to introduce him privately to La Sada as a promising inquirer. "'In the meantime, their outward life passed on smoothly and happily. "'With much feasting and rejoicing, Juan was betrothed to Doña Beatriz. "'He had loved her devotedly since boyhood. "'He loved her now more than ever. "'But his love was a deep, lifelong passion. "'No sudden delirium of the fancy.' so that it did not render him oblivious of every other tie and callous to every other impression it rather stimulated and at the same time softened his whole nature it made him not less but more sensitive to all the exciting and ennobling influences which were being brought to bear upon him in Doña beatriz carlos perceived a change that surprised him while at the same time it made more evident than ever how great would have been his own mistake had he accepted the passive gratitude of a child towards one who noticed and flattered her for the true deep love of a woman's heart doa beatriz was a passive child no longer now on the betrothal day a proud and beautiful woman leaned on the arm of his handsome brother and looked around her upon the assembled family queen-like in air and mien her cheek rivalling the crimson of the damask rose her large dark eye beaming with passionate exulting joy Carlos compared her in thought to the fair, carved alabaster lamp that stood on the inlaid centre table of his aunt's state receiving-room. Love had wrought in her the change that light always did within that, revealing its hidden transparency and glorifying its pale, cold whiteness with tints so warmly beautiful that the clouds of evening might have envied them. The betrothal of Doña Sancha to Don Beltran Vivarez quickly followed, don balthazar also succeeded in obtaining the desired government appointment and henceforth enjoyed much to his satisfaction the honours and emoluments of an empleado to crown the family good fortune Doña inez rejoiced in the birth of a son and heir while even don gonsalvo not to be left out acknowledged some improvement in his health which he attributed to the judicious treatment of losada the mind of an intelligent man can scarcely be deeply exercised upon one great subject without the result making itself felt throughout the whole range of his occupations. Losada's patients could not fail to benefit by his habits of independent thought and searching investigation, and his freedom from vulgar prejudices. This freedom, so rare in his nation, led him occasionally, though very cautiously, even to hazard the adoption of a few remedies which were not altogether cosas de España. The physician deserved less credit for his treatment of Juan's wounded arm, which nature healed, almost as soon as her beneficent operations ceased to be retarded by ignorant and blundering leechcraft. Don Juan was occasionally heard to utter aspirations for the full restoration of his cousin Gonsalvo's health, more hearty in their inspiration than charitable in their motive. I would give one of my fingers he could ride a horse and handle a sword, at least a good foil with the button off, and I would soon make him repent his bearing and language to thee, Carlos. But what can a man do with a thing like that, save lay him alone for very shame? Yet he is dastard enough to presume on such toleration, and to strike those whom his infirmities hinder from returning the blow. If he could ride a horse or handle a sword, brother, I think you would find a marvellous change for the better in his bearing and language. That bitterness, what is it, after all, but the fruit of pain? or of what is even worse than pain repressed force and energy he would be in the great world doing and daring and behold he is chained to a narrow room or at best toils with difficulty a few hundred paces no wonder that the strong winds bound in their caverns moan and streak piteously at times when i hear them i feel far too much compassion to think of anger and i would give one of my fingers nay i would give my right hand he added with a smile that he shared our blessed hope, Juan, my brother. The most unlikely person of all our acquaintance to become a convert. So say not I. Do you know that he has given money, he that has so little, more than once to Senor Cristobal for the poor? That is nothing, said Juan. He was ever free-handed. Do you not remember, in our childhood, how he would strike us upon the least provocation, yet insist on our sharing his sweetmeats and his toys, and even sometimes fight us for refusing them, while the others knew the value of a ducat before they knew their angelus, and would sell and barter their small possessions like Dutch merchants. Which you spared not to call them, bearing yourself in the quarrels that naturally ensued with undaunting prowess, while I too often disgraced you by tearful entreaties for peace at all cost, returned Carlos, laughing. But, my brother— he resumed more gravely. I often ask myself, are we doing all that is possible in our present circumstances to share with others the treasure we have found? I trust it will soon be open to all, said Juan, who had now come just far enough to grasp strongly his right to think and judge for himself, and with it the idea of emancipation from the control of a proud and domineering priesthood. Great is truth and shall prevail, certainly in the end, but much that to mortal eyes looks like defeat may come first. I think my learned brother, so much wiser than I upon many subjects, fails to read well the signs of the time, whose words said, When ye see the fig-tree put forth her buds, know ye that summer is nigh, even at the door. Everywhere the fig-trees are budding now. Still the frost may return hold thy peace too desponding brother thou shouldst have learned another lesson yesterday when thou and i watched the eager thousands as they hung breathless on the lips of our fray constantino are not those thousands really for us and for truth and freedom no doubt christ has his own among them you always think of individuals carlos rather than of our country you forget we are sons of spain castilian nobles of course we rejoice when even one man here and there is won for the truth but our spain our glorious land first and fairest of all the earth our land of conquerors whose arms reach to the end of the world one hand taming the infidel in his african stronghold while the other crowns her with the gold and jewels of the far west she who has led the nations in the path of discovery whose fleets gem the ocean whose armies rule the land shall she not also lead the way to the great city of god and bring in the good coming time when all shall know him from the least to the greatest when they shall know the truth and the truth shall make them free carlos my brother i do not dare to doubt it it was not often that don juan expressed himself in such a lengthened and energetic not to say grandiloquent manner but his love for spain was a passion and to extol her or to plead her cause words were never lacking with him in reply to this outburst of enthusiasm Carlos only said gently, Amen, and the Lord establish it in his time. Don Juan looked keenly at him. I thought you had faith, Carlos, he said. Faith? Carlos repeated inquiringly. Such faith, said Juan, as I have, faith in truth and freedom. And he rang out the sonorous words, Verdad y libertad, as if he thought, as indeed he did, that they had but to go forth through a submissive, rejoicing world, conquering and to conquer i have faith in christ carlos answered quietly and in those two brief phrases each unconsciously revealed to the other the very depths of his soul and told the secret of his history End of chapter nineteen recording by adel de Pignaroles.